A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Vince Carter, Wayne Baldwin the Fourth, Dwayne Dedman, Joey Devine, Kaveen Serafin. Kyle Corver, Mirza Deletovich, Sean Keane, Fred Blandlees, <laughs> seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson, Austin Rivers on the bench. Wearing a fedora! Musical <laughs> guest, Eddie of the Cruisers! And now, the host of Brown Ball Rock, Dave Schilling! Hey guys, hey, I'm back! Oh, thank oh, God. Yeah, that I'm coming home song. What's <laughs> that song? I'm coming home? How does it go? I'm coming I'm home? I'm coming home. That's how it goes. I'm coming home. Sorry for missing last week. I was, uh, you know, so busy we, yeah, doing uh, sports writer things. Everybody should check out Dave's uh, really great Russell Westbrook article. It's like it's really fun, and I don't know. I I really enjoyed it, Dave. Yeah, I was a uh, shot across the bow to the, the grumpy old man of NBA criticism. Uh, Russell Westbrook is the MVP. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Let's stop talking about it and let's talk <laughs> about the playoffs. Joey, how are you? I'm good. Hi, I'm lit, fam. <laughs> there you go. Uh, do we have I'm any? I'm so lit. I'm literally on fire. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> Somebody put him out. <laughs> uh, Joey, do we have any emails, Twitter responses, or phone calls? This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. No. <laughs> all right, fuck all of you who listen to this show who don't care about us. 
Well, actually, I take that back. Dumbaroo was like, eh, without Dave, the show was pretty funny last week. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's much funnier. Uh, shout out to Chris Garcia, who uh, filled in for me. Chris is hilarious and uh, a legitimate Hollywood superstar. Yeah, dude. And here I am, picking my nose, watching basketball in a house with no running water. Uh, Wait, what? what? Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Let me explain this. So a pipe burst underneath my house, and uh, DWP, LADWP said, oh, you got to fix that, dog. It's going to be (laughs) $4,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so my Uh, wife is staying with her dad or her sister, and here I am in a house with no running water. Try to figure out places to take a covert shit without anybody knowing, like seven times a day, because that's how many times I take a shit. It's not Put been down fun. on the fiber, Dave. Well, no, it's good for my cholesterol. Anyway, um, <laughs> Damian Willard and the Portland Trailblazers have the unenviable task of starting their playoff journey and likely ending their playoff journey. Against the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. our our the team that the, our spirit animal team on this podcast, he uh, maybe it hasn't been watching a lot of other basketball games. He guaranteed a Portland win in six games. Duh. Fuck. Well, here's the thing though, like, and it became a story for like two days, but because we had nothing to talk about because there were no games on and baseball's still boring. Yeah, but. What was he supposed to say? You know, we can't predict the future. All we can do is work really hard, execute, um, and play our game. And uh, I'm confident that if we do that, we can be competitive with a very good team. There you go. Boom. Done. I just answered the question for you. For every NBA player who's ever asked that question. Yeah, you just welcome. You don't really have to... Be, like, the downside for saying anything is so high. That's a bad phrase. The downside is so low. You have nothing to gain from saying, we're going to win in six. It's not like his teammates are going to hear that and they're like, oh, you know what? We should try to beat them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, we were going to fucking bend over. <laughs> it's not important. Yeah. Especially in a scrum situation, which is where I imagine it happened. You know, at a practice or something, and there's just like eight reporters just hoping to go home, hoping to go to Applebee's after <laughs> they haven't eaten all day, uh, and the coffee is gross in the, in and the they practice have, facility. Uh, Applebee's has an amazing two for twenty meal where you get two entrees and an app for twenty dollars. So boom, that'll oh. satisfy any one journalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, like what? I guess it's cool that he fed them a line. You know, we all are desperate. Well, to the get best part something was interesting. The follow up was he said Portland was going to win, and then the follow up was uh, in six or seven games, and he went six. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, I you mean, couldn't say seven, right? Like you gotta really, you gotta really be ballsy and be like, nah, <laughs> we're winning in six games. I think it was kind of, it's weirdly a realistic part of the prediction where you're like, if something goes wrong and the Portland Trailblazers are in a position to win this, they're probably going to need to close it out at home. 
Like, yeah. I mean, when are the Warriors yeah, but... ever going to blow a crucial Game 7 at home? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened, and it never will. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, Joey, you have some bold predictions of your own that you'd like to share with the audience today. Look, they're forcing me to do this, audience. Literally, Sean is holding a gun to my head here. Uh, but yesterday, in a text message... Uh, in our group text, our very exciting group text, I said, I think the Warriors have a chance to go foe, 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 foe this season. And the Cavs could be out in round two. And I was like, I don't want to say this on the podcast. And then Sean was like, you have to say this on the podcast. Yeah. So here I am. Uh, for the record, give everybody the the lowdown and what fo 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 is a reference to. Uh, that uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Moses, Moses Malone. Malone. Moses Malone with the Seventy Sixers claimed that when they asked him, he knew the Blazers were. I mean, the Blazers, the uh, Sixers were going to win the championship, and they asked him in how many games, not unlike Damian Lillard, and he said. Fo, 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 fo. As in four four wins, yeah. Well, actually, they did not do that, though, right? Didn't they lose a game? Yeah, I think they lost one game. Yeah. I forget who it was. Also, the, uh, it wasn't a seven-game first-round series anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, they were best of five first-round back then. That's why it seems like I'm saying one too many foes, because it is now one too many foes. Yeah, it was three foes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they they did sweep the Lakers. The Milwaukee Bucks got a game off them, though. Don Nelson's Bucks, correct? Uh, Yeah, the Don Nelson Bucks. Uh, (laughs) However, however, James Worthy did break his leg before the finals, so no, no disrespect to those Lakers. They just didn't have... Uh, the Sixers were the Sixers were due too. That was they hadn't won with uh, with Dr. J and Moses and uh, let's not get into that history too much. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that they deserved that title. Uh, but um, you have you have another prediction which I think might be even more bold. This is a hotter Cavs. Cavs out in round two. to play, assuming they can get past the very frisky Indiana Pacers. Uh, either the Bucks or the Raptors, I think, could do it. It better be the fucking Raptors, goddamn. <laughs> well, the, right, that was going to be my question for you, uh, Dave. How do you feel about that Raptors bet after day one looks, of the NBA playoffs? It looks playoffs? quite shitty. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Milwaukee is dope. And Giannis right. is, I, this is Giannis's playoffs. As much as, you know, we, I want it to be Rudy Gobert's playoffs because of my, uh, my piece is coming out next week. <laughs> it's Giannis's time. This is Giannis' time. He um, was the best player that played yesterday. And uh, who, gives, who gives the Cavs more trouble in the Eastern Conference than the long-ass Bucks? Yeah. This is a perfect storm of, of the Bucks. Dethroning the king. I, I, mean, I like I'm it. Sure I like Ra- it. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Raptors are still going to beat the Bucks, but Yeah, in seven uh, games like they always do. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you win a game one at home? 
That's the one of the best home crowds in basketball. They unfortunately like can't win. It, it, the problem is they gave Demar Derozan in that you know he didn't take a max extension. He took a big extension, but part of the way he made up the money is he has a he has thirty five percent of the concessions at Jurassic Park. So that outdoor place for all those guys, DeMar DeRozan is, is, I mean, even though that's Canadian money, that's still a lot. So, yeah, he has a vested interest to take everything down to the last minute and seven games. Welcome to Jurassic Park. There you I go. Mean, that's, I had to. Sorry. I mean, the Raptors, uh, the Raptors, basically their playoff, uh, uh, they are chaos theory in the in game one of the playoffs, correct? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I have to say though, on offense, uh, without Norman Powell there to space the floor, they were kind of moving in herds. I have to say. <laughs> oh, Norman Powell did play in garbage time. I don't know why he's not in the regular rotation yeah he got he came in when it was well he came in before garbage time but they were down like 10 and it was like yeah. all right i'm gonna bring out this swiss army knife and, and he uh, also immediately hit a step back three when he came in yeah well let's just assume he's gonna get a lot of playing time in game two right tomorrow I mean, they gotta Carol, do something different tomorrow Carroll cannot guard uh the great freak just doesn't happen and I'll, also, I, I don't think that DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are going to have historically terrible shooting performances again. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe they will. I don't. Did you see that stat? I think yes, I, I sent it to you guys yesterday. You did. Where they are the worst. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me let me look this up. They are uh, worst playoff shooting percentages with active players uh, with at least 500 shot attempts. Kyle Lowry is number one. DeMar DeRozan is number four. That's bad. How are they going to beat the Cavs like that? Uh, gee, this was a stupid bet. I should have picked the Wizards. Anyway, let's move on because uh, we don't want to get too deep into Eastern Conference playoff predictions. Because we're going to talk about it. Because we're going to do that later. Um, I'm sure Dubaru, uh Adrian Escalera, and, and other super fans of the show remember mm-hmm. when we first started doing this podcast... Uh, in the lead-up to the regular season, we did some over-under predictions. We did? Uh, yeah. Well, they didn't I go so well. I tallied them up. I tallied yeah. them up. Joey stayed up till 4 in the morning <laughs> listening to every episode of Round Ball Rock from before the season. Uh-huh. I can't... I mean, not even Dubberoo would do that shit. <laughs> so, uh, props to you. Here's the thing. We are incredibly mediocre at picking over-unders. Uh, Dave and Sean, you both went 14. You got 14 out of 30, so 14 and 16. And I went 16 and 14, but, (sighs) which sounds fine, but when I listened to it, it was because I was crazy, and it just, basically, what ended up happening is I picked, uh, the Heat and the Hawks overs, um, and... I said both teams were going to win 50 games. Yeah, you were drunk so. or something. What the <laughs> fuck? You really did have... Uh, you had heat fever. Well, I thought Chris Bosh was going to play. But you know what? At the end of the day, they did find their... their mojo, it's true. Man. It's true. Uh, even without Chris Bosh. 
So yeah. It was Dion Waiters who was the key. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you're you got that Lakers over under. Did I take Sean the under? I did not. No, you took the over, dude. Oh, they won more. They won more. The over was twenty four oh, yeah. and a half in that late season lottery killing run they went on. Uh, <laughs> they did. They well, wow. did triumph over the haters that bet against them. So you know uh, what? It's worth it to not get a draft pick. That gosh. I got that right. <laughs> Sean, Sean, and I both hit on the Rockets. Dave, you did not. Yeah, I didn't uh, believe. I did not believe, but they're dope. Now, I definitely didn't hear... think they would win this many games. However, their over under was like forty one, right? Uh, I got yes. I got burned by Mike D'Antoni. I didn't I didn't trust him, but <laughs> he's a he's a magic man. He's got the magic. Uh, he's a Gandalf wizard. <laughs> I realized. Oh, go ahead. Do you want to hear the teams we missed? Completely, yes, all of us. Yeah, we sure. Missed on the, we all took the over on the Grizzlies. They went the under. Dumb. We took the over on the Mavs. They went the under. Dumb. Uh, we took the over on the Knicks. Oh, that was fuck. We oh, thought they were fuck. a super team. I got, uh, I got, I got an inside face. source that told us that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was Derrick Rose. Uh, we took the under on the Sixers. They all went. They went over. Yeah, because of, like, a 30-game stretch where they had Joel Embiid, the presumptive mm-hmm. rookie of the year. I'm, fuck. All right, continue. We, we took the over on the Clippers. They went under. <sighs> I, I thought I took the under on the Clippers. I am nope. the one who said, oh, they suck this season. God damn it. All right. Uh, we, took the, uh, we took the under on the Bucks. They went over. We took the over on the Pistons. They went under. Yeah, they suck this year. We took we all took the under on the Wizards, um, and predicted John Wall would be traded midseason. Okay, we're also <laughs> stupid there too. Jesus. Uh, we all took the over on the Hornets. Ugh. They went under. We all took the over on the Timberwolves, and they went under. Ugh. Which I think is defensible. Yeah, the Timberwolves should be good. I don't. They're just. I think they needed one more year or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then we all took the under on the Thunder, and they went over, because Russell Westbrook is an insane person. Yeah, he's, he's the, the goat, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we tried. Let's, let's see how we do next year. Um, hopefully, you know, we, uh, we're a little Look, bit more I, accurate. I've got we'll a winning see. record, baby. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the uh, Indiana Pacers of... <laughs> Over unders, you yeah, just by. Congratulations, back it in. <laughs> I you got Lance Stevenson out there, dog. I'll take a look at this. Uh, I'm I'm curious how much tanking affected the over unders. Now, I guess that's more of a problem that teams like the Nets were resting players that don't need rest when other teams' playoff futures are on the line, <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, but I, I wanted to add, I have one thing. Yeah, Sean, explains, you have a stat for us. A stat that explains some of our over-under picks. <laughs> now, one of the things that ruined it is we, we missed on the Nuggets and we missed on Charlotte, and part of what happened is they acquired a Plumley mid-season. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so Miles Plumley was traded from, uh, well, the, first of all, bizarrely, Cody Zeller, was 
the absolute glue piece on the Charlotte Hornets, and they won something like three games without him all year. Yeah, he was like Bill Walton on this uh, on the Blazers. The Celtics, no. Well, no, Bill Walton was like an MVP candidate <laughs> on the Blazers. You mean Bill Walton on the Celtics, right? No, no, I mean I mean the year he was the the first year he was really hurt. Oh, sure, okay. <laughs> but he won the MVP they went... that year. Oh, then the second year, the next year. Excuse me. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he won the MVP in a year where he played thirty games, played fifty games. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. We'll get to that. I have a hot take related to that stat. But move on. Uh, So we got... uh, So, yeah, the the mistake they made was they were like, we need to replace Cody Zeller, and apparently we can only get a white guy with a brother who's in the NBA to do it. I don't know why that was their criterion, but anyway, they traded for Miles Plumlee. He played 13 games. Uh, The trade sparked a... What would have been a seven-game losing streak, except they pulled out a two-point victory over the Nets, and uh, and then he got hurt as well. So they were four and nine with Miles Plumley. Uh, in in Plumley free games, they were five hundred. Um, with Plumley four and nine, missed the playoffs. Uh, and then for Denver, the Portland Trailblazers traded. Plumley for Nurkic. Nurkic gets a lot of credit. I think you need to think of uh, just the positive impact of getting a Plumley out of your locker room, because Portland went eighteen and ten once they got rid of Mason Plumley. So Plumleys are poison, is what wow. I'm saying. Wow. And Marshall Plumley was on the Knicks all year, so that also that ruined their super team. Basically, every team we missed badly on had a Plumley factor in. My God, it really, it just, like, every, he touches everything and it turns to shit. Yeah. Yeah, and the Pistons, who we really missed on, have Henry Ellenson, who's essentially a plumber. He is. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep it going. Um, one of the new wrinkles of the NBA season is that the MVP and all the, uh, all the awards are not going to be announced during the playoffs this year. Yeah, it's weird. That is a big difference. Well, it's because the NBA awards show is going to be broadcast live on TNT this June. Uh, after the finals. Here's a question yes. for you guys. Should we do uh, like a second screen experience on Twitter or whatever for the NBA awards show? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Dubaru needs something to do. So why don't we just... <laughs> Put that on, sure. Okay. I'll talk to the guys at Round Ball Labs. Is it Nate Duncan who does one? A second It is, experience? yes, yeah. Yeah. Where like I, it's framed and they're at the bottom of the screen and yeah, there's a I bunch will of white occasionally space. I will occasionally send you guys screenshots from that second screen experience. <laughs> yeah, thanks for cheering me up with that. Um, my my favorite one was one time the dunked on guys, which by the way I really enjoyed dunked on. Love Danny Larue, love Nate Duncan, uh, but one time they were doing it, and one of the comments on the screen was, "You fellas want to go see La La Land sometime with me?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that screenshot. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I, so I don't know if we can do a second screen because I'm angling to go to the NBA Awards this oh, year. Oh shit! And walk that red carpet because it's a Turner, 
Turner Sports production. Let's talk about the awards that are going to be handed out. Yeah, these are dumb. Uh, I hate awards, but because we run an NBA podcast, I was like, I guess we have to pick these real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's just bang through them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Who you got for, okay, who you guys got for Rookie of the Year? Sean, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I like I like Embiid. So everything I've seen, he only played 31 games, and a lot of people are uh, very upset of, with the idea that you could be the Rookie of the Year in that many games and that part of it is showing up. But also everything I've seen is that he... The stats say he contributed the most. Like, it was the most... He was the most valuable rookie, even in that amount of time. Like, if you replaced him with a... You know, if you just had 31 games of that Embiid production, and then put it with a replacement-level center, like, theoretically, a Jaleel Okafor, you know, someone who could wash out (laughs) of the league at any minute, uh, that's still the best rookie. So I don't see why he can't get it, and also I feel like it'll be less embarrassing historically to have Joel Embiid get it. Unless he doesn't play another game in the NBA. Right. Which is very possible. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to also say Embiid. I don't want Dario Saric to have the award. I don't care if Joel Joel Embiid uh, gets kidnapped by... Uh, you know, a terrorist organization is held hostage inside a bunker and never plays again. He was the best rookie this year by uh, by any measure. Sure, he only played 30 games, but his st- statistical output was so impressive in those 30 games. He single-handedly made that team win. Yeah. He was the engine that made that team go. Now, I agree yeah. that this is not most valuable rookie. This is Rookie of the Year. God, but what if it was Most Valuable Rookie? Jesus Christ. <laughs> then we would be having an even more tedious conversation. You know, I love I love how people suggest that Most Valuable something is different from Player of the Year when it's like, they just said Best Player. Like, Most, most Valuable means Best. That's what it means. Okay, hold that, hold that thought. Let's 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 get through this list in in a timely and orderly fashion. Uh, Joey, who you got for rookie of the year? I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think we should just give it to Nikola Jokic. Uh, I know he's not a rookie. He had a great rookie year last year uh, and lost to Carl Anthony Towns, who is like uh, out of this world. Uh, and like, fuck it, man. Let's rename Let's, the award to Rising Star of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> so this player the first... under 26. So, Joey, Joey, if, if, Jokic, if, if Jokic is this year's Rookie of the Year, does that mean Chris Dubs is still eligible to win it next year? Because, no. Because uh, he was a rookie that same year Towns did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying... I think Jokic needs an award. He's not going to get one. Let's just give him this one. Well, how about this <laughs> next award? Most Improved Player. Sean, you go first. I did a little bit of research on this one. It's the weirdest award um, because it's very undefined. It's uh, So I've heard a lot of people say it's going to be Antetokounmpo. 
Like, it's he is the front runner. He should get the award. The thing is, he came in third last year. <laughs> and then he was seventh <laughs> the year before. So, like... He can't always he be just, improving, can he? That's the thing. Like, is this the most unprecedented stretch of improvement we've seen since Tim Allen owned Tuesday night? Home court improvement? Hello? Oh? Then, like, you never see Wilson Chandler's full face. <laughs> um, yeah, so... It just, there's, no one has any idea what they're voting on, because uh, last year, Steph Curry was fourth in the most improved player voting. Uh, that was after yeah, they the have season to... when he won the MVP. You're not but allowed to be most improved the... after you win the MVP. That should be a rule. And then, um, historically, uh, it's a lot of just high lottery picks who just got older. So, like, mm-hmm. Trace McGrady won it when he was 21 where he improved, but also was no longer playing in the NBA at 20. Um, and then Kevin Johnson, Kevin Love, Paul George, all won at 22. Uh, Gilbert Arenas and Monte Ellis won at 21. Zach Randolph won at 22. Jermaine O'Neal, 23. Uh, Giannis is 22 this year, so that would be that would really fit in. Um, but I really like the weird old improvers because it's like mm-hmm. what was going on there <laughs> like Hito Turkoglu won it when he was like 28 and it was it was like did he maybe just quit smoking for a couple months <laughs> I think I know where you guys are where you're going with this but uh, I'm not gonna spoil it okay continue uh and give us we, your pick well we get we get Jalen Rose also won and my favorite is that Daryl Armstrong won most improved player at age 30 <laughs> which is like so amazing to me he's also not significantly different that year but um it's the 1999 season and i just have to think that daryl armstrong maybe didn't spend the lockout at the gold club he just spent it at the gym <laughs> and so he was like not vomiting during timeouts when they came back, and the league was like, "He's really, he's really got something." This Daryl Armstrong. So, uh, yeah. So this is a crazy. Anyway, it's a crazy award. I feel like it's crazy to give it to Giannis personally. I don't know how Joey feels about that. Uh, I mean, I was leaning Giannis, but now after sitting here thinking about it, uh, I think the answer is obvious, and I think it's Bradley Beal. I was gonna uh, say the uh, same thing. It has to be. I mean, he improved the he improved his ability to stay on the basketball court. I mean, he yeah. It 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 more than anything else fits the history of the award is to give it to the no longer scrub lord. He's not the scrub lord anymore. He's just not. I I also uh, want to give a sympathy vote to Dion Waiters. Oh man! That, oh, that's a good one. You see, I, I don't. I know. Don't give it to a real superstar. Don't give it to someone like Giannis, who's actually, you know, very, very good and will probably be an MVP candidate one day. Uh-huh. Give it to somebody who, like, obviously was in the gym getting up shots and trying super hard and made a, a, a mediocre team better. Uh, I'd also give a, a vote to my man Rudy Gobert uh-huh. for you know, making a leap into a true elite-level defender and developing some hands in the post and 
an ability to finish, but it's got to be Bradley Beal. Let's be real, guys. Let's be real for Beal. <laughs> yeah. The other dudes, like, I think, I think Hayward, you know, it's hard to give it to Hayward when he's probably not the most improved guy on his own team. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I would probably throw a down ballot vote to JaVale McGee. Ooh. <laughs> oh, like, like for a rotation player. Yeah, rotation player for a contender from basically out, out of, of the, the league. league. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love those. I love those stories. Uh huh. Those, those are the are, ones I want to hear about. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else that really, like, like that's super appealing aside from those guys. I mean, Jokic is the other guy, um, but, but yeah. he's in his second year. Like, yeah, this is why it should be Rising Star of the Year and not Rookie of the Year. Yeah, like he was uh, good our, last year too. <laughs> all right, Coach of the Year. I'm just going to come out and say Mike D'Antoni has to win this. Oh, really? I disagree. Well, Mike, Mike D'Antoni uh, coaches a, a basketball team that's James Harden, Bobby Brown, and, uh, you know, a collection of other dudes. Michael Bivens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of r fans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still do. I still, I still contend the Rockets are better than the Thunder. Agreed. Uh, but you know that's a system-dependent basketball team. He figured out how to maximize James Harden's ball hoggery and make it work for them. Um, I think. I think uh, to take a team that was basically dead and buried last year, eighth seed, they got smoked in the first round. And turn them into arguably the only, well, besides the Spurs, the only championship contender in the Western Conference is pretty impressive. But I'm I'm willing to hear your counter argument for this. Uh, I think it's Eric Spolstra, easily, uh, even though they didn't make the playoffs. See, I uh, think that disqualifies him a little bit. Not not in in my eyes. I think he's still a, a perfectly fine candidate. But in the eyes of the rest of the press corps. They're going to say, well, the, the, he's got to make the playoffs to get this award. He had uh, less to work with. I get it. He had less to work with, and they were such trash before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, we're on a 60-win pace. But that's why I give Dion Waiters the vote for most improved. Because I think it's Dion Waiters who did it. But what, let's, also, let's also shout out Scott. Can we shout out Scotty Brooks, too? Yes. I, I think Scotty Brooks deserves deserves some credit here. But well, you guys go through your picks, and I'll shut my mouth. I like the D'Antoni pick, although I think he should have to give, like, 15% of the prize money to Dwight Howard's agent. Does that really <laughs> transform the team? Is this getting that, getting that big old fart machine out of the locker room is a, a real big one. Um, I like Spo, but, yeah, it's he was... It's amazing what he did with that team and what they did after the All-Star break, but he was also the coach at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if I were hiring a coach, he would probably be one of my top two or three choices in the whole NBA, I think. And then, and then yeah, so I would, I would pick D'Antoni. I think I would have Greg Popovich second, and then I would have Spo third. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, the... Uh... 
In, NBA Awards are, Ju- are June 26th. The commercial just came on for the award show. <laughs> In New York City, guys. <laughs> Basketball mecca. Um, oh. right, six six men yeah, of so the Christoph, year. So Christoph Porzingis is not going to attend? He will not be there. Me? No, too much drama. <laughs> too much drama for him. Uh, six men of the year. This is the hardest one, I think. I can't really pinpoint who I've got here. So... So yeah, the the it's weird because it's like the highest scoring bench player award usually. Uh, Jamal Crawford has three of them, um, and Andre Iguodala historically has called the award affirmative action. Another jokingly racially loaded post game comment from Andre Iguodala, um, but he's he's like for sure the guy I would pick. Um, he's like. He's so he just seems so clearly the best bench player. I don't know how we don't give it to to Lou Williams every season. I mean, it's he he could kind of win it every season. Or seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson. Yeah, he's but I think he's not even the sixth man though, right? He's like the eighth man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Andre Godala is probably going to win it because he had to shoot with Kevin Durant out, even though he's getting the award for basically everything he does that isn't shooting. Eric Gordon also had a really good year, but he was third on the team in minutes, and that kind of makes me think he's actually a starter, you know? Yeah. See, these things need to have rules. How do we define <laughs> what is a sixth man? You have to come in in the first... Uh... Round of substitutions? Is that... Do you have to play under a certain amount of minutes? It just... Who's the sixth man who's not? I'm just going to go with Lou. I'm going with Lou Williams because the guy can light it up off the bench. I mean, he led the Lakers to a lot of wins. Yep. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's why. That's how you got the over, Dave. Oh, yeah. That, that's going to keep me warm at night. Not... <laughs> Not. <laughs> I'd like to see a six-man award where it goes to the player that's been the most haunted by the death of a close person. Just like the <laughs> film, The Sixth Man. Wow, that's bleak. I don't think we want to see that at the NBA Awards June 26th, live on TNT. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Executive of the Year, unless someone has something else they want to add. About uh, I, well, I didn't pick one, I guess. Oh, my B, my B. I, I don't care. I just don't yeah, care neither. about this award. It's, uh, Bob, it's, give it to... it's Bob Myers. The Warriors signed Kevin Durant. There was no better move than that. No, no, no. Six man. Oh, I oh, oh, oh Joey didn't pick six man. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess Andre Iguodala. Um, sure. Sure. That like the the Warriors seemed like they were in real trouble when Durant got hurt, and then Iguodala went crazy. Um and is pretty much the reason they were able to write the ship. So, I guess, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Super another, enthused about it. Another defeat for Austin Rivers. Um, all right, executive of the year. Sean, you got a take? Yeah, Bob Myers. Uh, he signed Kevin Durant. There's nothing better than that. Maybe he didn't really do anything to sign Kevin Durant, but, I mean, what what else does an executive do? You make it happen. You know. Uh, no, no love for Danny Ainge. Fuck <laughs> that. No. <laughs> no love for Vlade. That. Oh. I mean, if you're talking about who owned the season 
as an executive, <laughs> Vlade by a mile. It's well, it's Vlade or Phil. <laughs> oh God, Phil Jackson. We talked a lot about Phil. Uh, Rob Hennigan gets no votes. Oh, I mean, fine. Uh, rest in peace, Rob. I Hennigan. love that plan. I mean, he should get a vote just for the whiteboard plan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a that's great true. That's the single greatest GM moment. <laughs> no, 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 no. Joe Dumars on two cell phones is the greatest moment. <laughs> Making deals, man. Or Phil depressed in the airport. <laughs> and actually, I think I think even though. The team didn't do that well. Uh, Don Nelson actually had a great year as an executive. Got, like, Nerlens Noel, Yogi Ferrell, Seth Curry, all basically for free. You know, Bogut didn't work out, but he was also free. And got the yeah, Falcons. There's something about Dallas that I think is going... And I, I don't want to, you know, plant my flag too early, but I kind of think they're going to be good next year. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. Adding the right, first so, lottery pick in like 15 years. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Uh, I th- I, uh, yeah, they're going to sign somebody too. I don't know who, but somebody's leaving. Yeah, somebody's leaving next this summer. I think that's a, that's a fair <laughs> prediction. One guy will leave. Somebody's leaving. <laughs> uh, all right, we all agree Bob Myers has to win this because he's yeah. the best player in. The Western Conference. JaVale um, McGee, yeah. Yeah, uh, of course. He's JaVale McGee. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's wrap this up. Oh, we have, we have been going on this for a long well. time. Sorry. Oh, it, I think it should be Rudy Gobert. Oh, disagree, but I'm a homer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, think, I think it's probably Rudy, Draymond, and then Kawhi. Because it's more important to guard the rim. Which is why the winners are usually centers. I have Draymond ahead. I have Draymond ahead of Ruby. Yeah. Draymond is important to that team, but I think in terms of, like, just sheer necessity, I think Rudy Gobert's rim presence is incredibly important because that team doesn't score points. Uh, I agree, but I also just... um, It was close for me, but... um, I Draymond Green had more game-winning defensive plays than any person I've ever seen in my 33 years of watching basketball this uh, year. I, what like, about LeBron James? Spectacular. I mean, in one season. <laughs> like, I mean, look, LeBron James has the most amazing defensive play I've ever seen to win a finals, uh, and it hurts my heart every time I have to see it. But Draymond Green... There were stretches where he he won games defensively the way, in a spectacular way, that usually you only see offensive players win games. Like buzzer-beating blocks and steals and stuff. I just, it was, he was insane this year. I think this is probably the, the one award that's the closest, that besides MVP, that has the most intrigue. And a case can be made for all three of those guys, for sure. Um, they all had great seasons. I just think that Rudy should get it because Rudy is so important to the Jazz. And I'm biased here. Yeah, you, you know, have I a got, piece coming I got, out. I got to have lunch with him and his mom. So, you know, I feel like I know him intimately. What did you guys eat? <laughs> Steak and macaroni and cheese and some asparagus. 
Uh, do you? Here's my question. Do you mention it in the Rudy Gobert profile? Are you? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, like like a GQ profile where you're like, as he, uh, as he it's tossed so macaroni yeah. and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tossed macaroni play. and cheese like he tosses basketball. But all right. I try to avoid that as much as possible, but. I mean, you have to. It's so funny. You have to. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's talk about MVP, assuming that every... Sean, did you make oh, your pick? boring. Yeah, it's, it's... We talked about it a little bit last week, but I picked I picked Russ. Like, oh, MVP. No, I was saying you you picked... Oh, I picked okay, Gobert. You picked Gobert. I'm sorry, okay. I picked Gobert. Yeah, it should be Russell Westbrook. Yeah? Yeah, we yeah. all picked Russell Westbrook. We okay. talked about it last if week. You're a dumb, if, if you're a dum-dum, maybe you pick somebody else, but none of us are dumb. I never, want to talk about, I never want to talk about this again. Yeah. I'm so uh, we will if James Harden wins. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. I think I think picking James Harden is at least sort of defensible. If you're picking Kawhi, like, come on, dude. Who are you trying to prove something to? You're trying to be cool. Yeah. There's nothing that makes me more angry than contrarian basketball fans who are like, well, what about Kawhi Leonard? I mean, he's such an important defensive player and... Uh, you know he's the best player on the Spurs, and blah, blah, blah. he's not the. He's, you cannot look at a historical season from, as I said in my piece, the guy everyone talks about. Yeah, everybody is always talking about Russell Westbrook, paying attention to him, watching game meaningless games sometimes just because he's so spectacular. Yeah. Something has to be said for just like playing the game with style. Yeah. With and being with being entertaining, with being electrifying. Also, so everybody shut the fuck up. It's Russ. Russ is the guy. Don't make me tell you again. I don't want to do it. The answer's in your face. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> this is stupid. You guys are all, all these people out there are being fucking stupid. They're making up arguments. To fill time on on cable sports talk shows. That's all this is. Y'all are fools. God damn. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, everybody. Okay. Um, any awards you guys want to see exist that don't exist? I just said Rising Stars Award. Yeah. Get rid of the Rookie of the Year because rookie draft classes lately have been either, oh, there's two guys who are really great and only one of them has a great season or everyone's a bust. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that it's fun to talk about rookie of the year anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a human meme of the year award in the NBA. Who you got? Because, uh, oh, Embiid by a mile this year. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but just because the NBA is so connected to the internet now, I just think you got to... We gotta remember this stuff. It's for the history books. Well, Adam Silver has talked about adding, you know, fan awards that you can vote on, like best dunk and stuff like that, which I think is a great idea. I think that's that's you gotta have some of that stuff. Well, I the NBA awards show live on TNT <laughs> at June twenty sixth from New York City. <laughs> John, any uh, any fake awards you want to create? I mean, there's already too many, but I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, uh, an SB-style, like, block of the year, game of the year. That's fine. If you're doing yeah. a whole goddamn award show, and maybe, like, two of the awards are in doubt, and, like, no one cares who wins Coach of the Year. 
No one cares who wins six man of the year. At least have some stuff where you can have a clip show. Uh, I also think, I know Sean claims that there's too many awards, but I do think there's a very glaring award that is missing from the NBA awards that most, uh, they need a comeback player of the year. Yeah. Well, most uh, improved fits that that. Uh, except it always just goes to a young guy. Yeah. But, like... You want, like, guy coming back from ACL surgery. Or, like, JaVale McGee or whatever. You or know Paul I mean? George like, coming off of an injury. Yeah. Breaking exactly. his leg in yeah. horrible fashion and still being an elite. Embiid could be comeback player of the year. Comeback right. and gone away player of the year in the same year. Yeah. Gone away player of the uh, year. What about it? What about an independent spirit award? Uh, what was hear me out. Hear me out. Like the like the like the coolest, most uh, independent hipster player in the league. There, there's your Jokic right there. Give him the independent spirit <laughs> award for just being undervalued by anybody except for the biggest NBA heads. And everybody, yeah, and, and much like a winner of an independent spirit award, you have to talk to your friends and be like, no, 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 you just, you just got to watch it. It's it's good. It's really good, actually. It's a good movie, yeah. But no, it didn't no, even make it, the playoffs. No, that doesn't bring you matter. A screener. Uh, one, one other thing that I proposed on the internet, this is not an award, yeah. but it, it could be, just, just let the fans vote for the eight seeds in both conferences. Yup, I'm so <laughs> in on this idea. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs. This is fucked. Okay, sure, maybe there's a fun story of, of, uh, you know, uh, wait, oh god, what? I'm trying to think of a fun story for this, this series. Never mind. I, I don't have one. It's gonna be boring. It's gonna it's be like very a, boring. John Rondo. Rondo. What? Rondo going back to Boston? That's not a story. I, uh, there's no story here. This this sucks. The only story. Uh, the only thing that would make the story Rondo shipping back up to Boston uh, better is if he lost his leg. That's true. Then I would care. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, I have no patience for this series. And then let's, you know, in, well, in the uh, the Blazers are going to get smoked. Let let's make it fun. Let's let's uh, have a, a a vote. The Lakers would win the eighth seed every time. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. I was going to bring that up. Is the, oh, the, the Lakers, how's that a problem, bro? How's that uh, a problem, bro? <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we need to give Dave time to lick his Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Four more games of sign guy. Give him a seat uh, uh, in Golden State at Oracle and let him do his signs there, too. It would be awesome. Uh, okay, see, my problem with this is I would like to somehow vote the Clippers out of the playoffs every year. I'm not no mad at No more Clippers. And no more Grizzlies. <laughs> No more Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have played every team in the Western Conference in the playoffs at this point. They played the the Clippers like three times. They're always mm-hmm. around the three to five seed. They're on NBA TV most of the time. It's enough. Enough. They're not doing anything to improve their team significantly. Let's get them out. They're not a championship contender anymore. They're just taking up space. Speaking of taking up space, it's the Eastern Conference playoffs. (laughs) Seven teams taking up space and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's go through this and do our predictions. I know the games have started, but none of these series have been decided. No. Not one. I want to say real quick, though, 
we're recording this at uh, right before the Warriors play on Sunday. And yesterday, uh, even though Dave hates them, and that was the worst game, the Grizzlies Spurs, uh, the rest of the games were all so entertaining. Jazz yesterday. Clippers was awesome. It was. Uh, Pacers Cavs was awesome. Yep. Uh, Raptors Bucks was awesome. Like it was. N- there's never been an ar- a better argument uh, uh, for the NBA than the slate of games. Or for the first uh, round, yesterday. a lot of people have said, "Oh, you should get rid of a round, or you should make a best of five. No, man. No, we want more basketball. We what happened yesterday was better than anything that happened in the NCAA tournament the entire time. Hundred uh, percent, except for that one time that kid broke his games. leg. Remember that? That was that was that was gross. I'm just kidding. There's nothing fun about watching him break his leg. Um, yeah, there were three good games. Yeah, three. Awesome. Uh, so there were exciting. buzzer beaters. Oh, it was great. There were so many dunks. There were lots of dunks. <laughs> so many dunks. People know how to dribble and pass in this in this game. As opposed to in the NCAA tournament where everybody seems like they just play basketball for the third time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's not dwell on something that doesn't matter. Let's, let's just talk pick about some winners. Let's pick let's some winners. winners. Let's, start, let's start at the top. Uh-huh. Your number one seed, the Boston Basketball Celtics against <sighs> Chicago Bulls. Number eight seed, Chicago Bulls. Squeaked in last mm-hmm. day. Prevented the much more fun, young... And dynamic uh, Miami, Miami Heat, Heat. Yep. which is really sad. So I think that's why I'm so salty about it. I think we all on this show wanted to see the Heat in the playoffs. I, we, did. we didn't get it. Yeah. There's no way Chicago's winning this series, correct? Disagree. Nope, I'm taking the Bulls in six. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> okay. I was going to have Sean go first, but you just... Torch this entire podcast. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, I think the, I think the Celtics are not very good, and I think uh, Jimmy Butler is the best player in the series. So I'm taking the Bulls. Wow, Sean, uh, I'll be taking the Celtics. <laughs> oh, because you're a reasonable person. <laughs> it just the Celtics have a lot of flaws, but the Bulls aren't good at those things that the Celtics no. get exploited by. Like, the Celtics can't get any rebounds, but guess who also can't get any rebounds and trade in Todd Gibson? You know, like... Are you? Bulls? Oh, wait, what about Robin Lopez? Yeah, he's... Yeah, you just sound like... You just sound like Andrew Luck there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they Bulls. The Bulls stink. The Bulls have no shooting. They have no, no interior presence. Um, no. The, no. Yes, Jimmy Butler is the best player in that in that matchup, and he will be the best player every time he's on the court in that series. But I think there are exceptions to every rule, and this is it because there's so little around him. Unless you're just a big Paul Zipser guy. I mean, I have Zipser mania, so I that might explain it. So you know, this might be a symptom of Zipser mania. Is all I'm saying is me uh, picking the Bulls in six. <laughs> Wow, man. This might, this might trump Lillard's prediction. Yeah. Just being wrong. I also think the Bulls hate their coach. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Fred Hoiberg sucks. Look, the, the Hoiberg versus Stevens matchup is the only thing that really worries me about my prediction. 
This is this is um the the Bulls this year are the Rockets last season. They they hate their coach. They have one great player and a they bunch hate of each other. They hate each other. Yeah. Um. I don't know a who the Rondo guy who's equivalent would be. Prime. Oh yeah, that would be, oh, it's uh, Ty Dwight Howard would be the Rondo equivalent. Yeah. Oh no, I think I think Dwight Howard's Dwayne Wade and Ty Lawson. Oh, I don't think Ty Lawson was ever as good as Rajon Rondo. But he's the same kind of like way past his prime guy that not only sucks on the court but blows up the locker room. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, we've wasted enough on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna I'm it's sorry, gonna suck. Listeners. My prediction: Celtics in six. I'm not. I I don't see how the Bulls win a series, a playoff series. Period. With a team like that, no, well, we'll just nah, have to dog. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have, have to. to see. It's gonna be a great matchup tonight. Um, and condolences to Isaiah Thomas, obviously. Yeah, that was losing sad. his sister. Um, hopefully, you know he's able to to keep playing and uh, and and work through it. But it's it's not an easy situation. Uh, Cavaliers Pacers. We've already seen game one here. That Cavaliers. game was fucking tight. It was tight. Paul George <laughs> is on a mission. Lance Stevenson was so dope. <laughs> he got he got burned on a couple switches. Where I was like, does this guy remember how basketball works? I I don't. I'm confused. Um, but it's great to have him out there. If only he was on the Pacers the whole year, he'd be my sixth man of the year, for sure. Um. Cavs and Cavs and six here too. Actually, no, Cavs and five. Cavs and five. Cavs and five. I'm taking Cavs and six. Cavs and six. I don't think Indiana wins twice. I think they win once at home. I think they lose game two. I think they might win game three, uh, and then that's it. Game three is their their comeback. They're gonna have a hot crowd. They're gonna have Megan Gailey behind them. Uh, but that's <laughs> it. And they're done. Uh, all right, let's move on. Raptors, Bucks, the number oh, three seed Toronto uh, Raptors. And knowing what we know now, this is difficult. This is hard. <laughs> what would you have picked before Saturday? Uh, oh, I would have... Before yesterday, I would have said Raptors in seven. I think I would have picked uh, Toronto in six, and now I would pick Milwaukee in six. Wow. Yeah, dude. Milwaukee in six. Well, I mean, they won game one on the road by like twenty points, so that that yeah. that's kind of an indicator for me. I don't think I don't think the Raptors don't... will be as bad, but I think Milwaukee could maybe win all their home games. They're good. Chris Middleton's good. I'm still taking Raptors in seven. I think they're going to figure it out. They're I just think so too. I'm going to say six. I'm not going to say seven. They're a better team. All right, Washington Wizards, Atlanta Hawks. We are suffering through this game right now. Wizards in three. <laughs> three games. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just Sir Foster <laughs> playing at like a, a at a, a wizard scrimmage in game four. No one's gonna come to the game either, so who cares? Cancel it. Three game sweep. Wait, what's the crowd like today? I, I have it on mute. Well, the Wiz, uh, the Wiz are going to draw. They're no in no Washington. One, yeah, no yeah, one's coming. They're in Washington Atlanta, today. I know. If they're, oh, if no they're down to three it. nothing in in Atlanta, <laughs> uh, like a totally disinterested. I mean, all they care about yeah. is the University of Georgia football. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Wizards in Washington either. 
They have some of the worst attendance in the league. They do have awful attendance too. I just think they'll be they won't they won't have the despair element. But yeah, they're not sure. gonna tra- they're not gonna travel either. So <laughs> I can't believe this isn't on NBA TV. I know they put Bucks and Raptors on NBA TV. That's dumb. That's stupid. The the, the my uh, the Atlanta Hawks are the official team of NBA TV. One because NBA TV's in Atlanta, and two because no one wants to watch them play basketball. Right. Uh, and uh, oh god, they got I, Jose Calderon out there. Dude. I know, dude. <laughs> they were playing him a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm taking. You can't win like that. I think the Hawks will get a game because they're just. The Hawks. Uh, give me the Wizards in five. Yeah, I'll take I'll take five as well. Uh, this doesn't feel like it's going to be a competitive series. Um, the Wizards are pretty good. Atlanta is very mediocre. Uh, they did not get better at the trade deadline, and they're and they're playing Jose Calderon in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. All right, so we uh, that's the first round. We, we've officially dealt with the first round. We will do this again for the second round and the, mm-hmm. the conference finals and the finals. But before we move on, we've got to take a quick word to hear from our sponsor. The playoffs are here, and our sponsors are heating up. Say you've got a kid who loves to have fun, and he's got a birthday party coming up. But he's too old for Chuck E. Cheese. But he's a great kid with excellent leadership qualities who just didn't develop as quickly as his peers. You need to take that kid to Malcolm Brogdon's Frog Den. Malcolm Brogdon's Frog Den was voted Milwaukee's finest amphibian-themed entertainment destination. And if you think that's an award they're winning mainly due to lack of competition, so be it. It's got a lily pad obstacle course, great arcade games like skee-ball, Matthew Delavadova's Kappa Mole, and Jason Kidd's signature Sega Classic... <laughs> Shut up and throw that cookie. Plus, there's animatronic lizards, salamanders, toads, and, of course, Dinny the Frog Dan Frog. Dinny the Frog is created by the great puppeteers at John Henson Studios and voiced by Portland Trailblazers swingman Evan Turner. It's pretty fun, and it's only for kids 12 and over. Is that too old for playing games like this? Look, there's no age limit on a birthday. However, just so these kids have the best birthday experience possible... Malcolm Brogdon's Frog Den will provide younger, less experienced partygoers to lose to your guests and make them look better due to the diminished level of competition. And don't worry, if newly hired store manager Sam Hinkie sees any of those kids doing too well at Dance Dance Revolution, he'll shut them down for the season. They can go party at the much less popular Terrence Jones Zone. Why is that place so run down and decrepit? only been around for five years. Malcolm Brogdon's Frogged In, where you're always a winner by default. All right, thanks to Malcolm Brogdon's Frogged In. That sounds wow. like a, a delightful little place for a young man. Wow, 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 wow. Um, okay, we are officially in playoff mode. We are. With the Golden State Warriors fantasy matchup. They have advanced to the playoffs, and every game counts this week. The Warriors are playing maybe the toughest competition that they've had so far. It's the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors versus the TNT Broadcast Team. 
Now, I, I have to recuse myself from this one purely because I am also a member of the Turner Sports family. Oh, and uh, You're eligible I'm, I'm to play in this game. I'm no, no, I'm not. No, you have to be on the broadcast. You're eligible to work in this front office. Okay, so I, let's just assume I'm the coach of this team. All right, it's oh, not no, Ernie you Johnson. Are not, I'm it's, sorry, you're not the coach. The coach oh. is clearly the czar Mike Fratello. Oh, man. All right, I mean, at least he's actually a coach. What can I do for this team? Uh, is there anything you, I can do? I, I mean, somebody's got to call this game. You could call it. Uh, wait, okay, hold on. You, you mean because the entire TNT broadcast team is busy, they're going to have to get me to call the game. Well, why right. do you read who is on this team? All right, this is a this is a really strong team, and I feel like we've left a couple people off of this. No, list, I but... there, I purposefully left uh, the alternates off. I went through the this is the regular broadcast team. Okay, so no Cheryl Swoops on this. No, uh, no Brent that's... Berry, no Dennis Scott, no Ian Eagle. Uh, Ian Eagle could play, but I figured he has to be the play-by-play man. I thought I was a play-by-play man. No, you're the color guy. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I don't want right. to have to, you, you have to decide who, like, what's a 28-footer and what's a 30-footer. That's, That's a, a good pro's player. job. I would get pretty sick of, it, of talking all the time. <laughs> uh, like I do right now. Okay, Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. Kenny Smith, Reggie Miller, Shaquille O'Neal. Ernie E.J. Johnson, <laughs> not the other E.J. Johnson, which is Magic Johnson's son. Mm-hmm. This is Ernie Johnson. Mm-hmm. Marv Albert, mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan, mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan, uh, David Aldridge, <laughs> uh-huh. Kevin McHale, and Chris Webber. Wow. It's a good squad. This is, I mean, if, if we just removed Ernie Johnson, Marv Albert, Kevin Harlan, and David Aldridge. This is this is an all-star team. Because mm-hmm. uh, no, no offense to those guys, but they're not professional basketball players. So No. <laughs> I, and we are, are we definitely having them play basketball? Oh, they're playing basketball. And the game's being refed by the starters. Oh, <laughs> shouts to Trey Kirby. Taco Trey. All right, um... I I know I've recused myself and I don't have a vote here, but I am going to say I think the Warriors are going to be really excited for this game. Yeah, and they're gonna uh, fuck them up. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Charles Barkley is coming back with a limp. Uh huh. He's getting he's getting shown the door by Draymond Green. Uh, it is not very. This is a very big, heavy lineup. Oh, and I know. First off, I want to answer a question because I put this team together. Uh, I know you guys are like, where's KG? Area 21 is not really part of TNT. It is not part of this earth. Area 21 is its own. It's the phantom zone of the Oh, it's NBA. like the satellite of love from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly, right? yeah. He's hovering above the planet in orbit. Kevin Garnett uh, is only able to give Austin Rivers tips on his low post moves. Yeah. Right? That's the only time he can leave the satellite. Correct. Um, what about Rebecca Harlow? Where's Rebecca Harlow here? I feel like we just uh, diss all the women on the on the TNT T- Turner Sports broadcast team. Well, Roz Golden on Wood A is technically part of the TNT broadcast team as well, but I felt like 
uh, she had to recuse herself uh, because she's also part of the Warriors organization. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, she's, <laughs> com- she's compromised. Now, yeah. Ken- we got Kenny Smith running the point. We got Reggie mm-hmm. Miller as the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Shaquille is going to be the center, and Barkley yeah. is our power forward. Yeah, but who's um, playing small forward? Is C-Webb? Oh, no, Mikhail. Kevin Harlan? Mikhail, baby. Mikhail? Oh, they are done. They're <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, only are they all in their 40s, but they are well, all Well, time out. Slow. Are we just They're having them... Slow. Are we having them play as themselves today? Oh, they're or... playing today. They're playing today, for sure. Well, this is just a waste of time. <laughs> Charles Barkley is going to have a coronary. What's, what's, what's Ernie Johnson going to do on the court, exactly? <laughs> I don't know. I also just imagine Reggie Miller is going to spend a lot of time just trying to impress Aisha Curry. And that's not going to help them out at all. They're going to be motivated. Shaq will 100% guaranteed get ejected fighting JaVale McGee. Like, that's going to are... happen. Yeah, they that's are also so, They are so thin on the wing. And <laughs> oh, where Kevin Harlan's the sixth man? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, but Reggie's going to space the floor. Right. He's going to yeah. draw He's going to draw a double. Shaq's going to draw a double. Kenny, Kenny Smith, Smith can cannot shoot. leave the game though. Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller essentially have to play all 48 minutes. Well, no, cuz then you let's let's say you slot in uh let's see Chris Webber uh-huh. can take <laughs> At the, the place. Point? Of, yeah. No, 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 no. He'll be a, he'll be the shooting guard. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, he can handle. He's got a handle. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking I, defensively. Oh, sure, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, I mean, who I else is going to do it? <laughs> I, I think with what, we've pointed, what we've, we've hit on here is that the, the Turner Broadcasting team needs more depth. Here's a question. If they play Not all broadcasting that... depth, basketball depth. We don't have any, any wings here on I this mean, team. To be fair, What's going on? To be fair, their alternates are Dennis Scott, Steve Smith, and Brent Berry, who would be very helpful in this game. Well, why aren't they but on the bench? Somebody's got to call the game. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for you, Dave Schilling, to no, be Ernie the one Johnson, making his TV appearance. <laughs> EJ, Marv Albert, Kevin Harlan, David Aldridge should not be participating in this basketball game. I mean, they're going to lose anyway because they're all old. But, I mean, Ernie Johnson, you've seen Ernie Johnson shoot threes. It's not pretty. Come on. This is stupid. It's the Warriors. The I don't even need to say another thing. But they got a chance I, if it's on the court. They got a chance if, if Kenny's allowed to uh, use the Kenny Pictures screen to distract them with uh, Photoshops that are insulting mm-hmm. and hilarious. Maybe if they have a Papa Shot machine involved, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just coming back to Patrick McCaw versus Ernie Johnson. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Come on. Come on. I mean, I think we're, we're picking on Ernie a lot when I think Marv Albert is actually more of a problem. No, dude, Mar- Marv Albert is a savage, dude. New York City, he'll, he'll bite his man if he has to. Uh, no comment. Uh, so, I do think, yeah, Ernie can shoot. Ernie's got, a, he has a serviceable jump shot. He probably plays 
pick mm-hmm. up. I'm a hundred percent certain that Marv Albert doesn't do a whole yeah, lot. I think home. there's gonna be a moment when Steph Curry literally jukes Marv Albert out of his toupee. Oh, oh no! No comment. <laughs> I do think we could get a situation where uh, at halftime they try to sneak out Kenny Albert in the jersey, and they're like, "He's been here the whole time. It's me, Marv." I didn't just take a cab in from downtown. What, what I will say is, I do think the Czar Mike Fratello. This is actually. Uh, the perfect roster for the speed his teams played at. Uh, <laughs> he did coach Glacial? the slowest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just five Hall of Fame seven footers. Yeah, there's some beef in here, man. Yeah. This is a. This is a. It's a big team. It's a meat lovers pizza basketball. <laughs> and I don't mean to say that because of anybody's weight. I mean to say that because there's a lot of meat down there. Lots so, of yeah, meat. I'm, I'm taking the Warriors in four. I recuse oh, myself. It's a so seven-game no series? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, we're in the playoffs now. We're in the playoffs. This is uh, every, every, every matchup is a series. So that means we have to also decide how many games they win in. And, and that go, all of those games then go into the record, record Dubberoo. Yeah, keep that. Yeah, Dubru, I hope you're listening. Because that's the deal. <laughs> I think I think Kenny and Chuck steal a game. <laughs> okay, so Sean has Warriors in five. Uh, Dave is recusing himself, but has also talked about how much the Warriors are going to smoke them, but is refusing to pick the number of games. Yeah, I can't do that. This, <laughs> my job is on the line, guys. Come on. Don't, tr- don't fuck with my money. <laughs> All right. What are you saying, Joey? What did you say? Warriors in four. Okay, so Dubaroo, let's just say Warriors in four. <laughs> give them four. Give them four wins. So we're looking at fo 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 fo, Joey. Yep. Potentially, yeah. Not only did they are they God. going to win all of their real playoff games, but they're going to win all of their fake playoff games too. God, it's it's fo like fam. A, it's like a Vietnamese soup <laughs> special. <laughs> I think that has to be the title of the episode. It's faux fam. <laughs> I mean, feel free not to use that, but it feels like the right. <laughs> All right, guys, there it is. Fly the W, Dubaru. Fly multi. Fly four Ws. How about that? <laughs> um, the NBA playoffs are here, man. It's great. There's be- nothing but basketball on. It's awesome. I'm so happy. Uh, I'm going to be traveling to Portland, it sounds like, for Blazers dubs. Um, but I will definitely be able to record something next week. Um, also, look out for my Rudy Gobert profile on Bleacher Report. And read my Russ Westbrook MVP, um, you know, I, I don't even know what you would call it, I guess. Uh, just a gushing sort of uh, hagiography of how much I love Russell Westbrook. Uh, and I also wrote an, uh, a little piece about Kobe Bryant's last game, featuring quotes from such luminaries as Lakers associate head coach Brian Shaw, Meta World Peace, Julius Randle. Uh, question for you, Dave. Joe uh, Ingles from the Jazz, guys. <laughs> question for you, Dave. Uh, yeah, sure. Was 
Uh, Brian Shaw confused about how to communicate with you because you're a millennial. No, he was very nice. <laughs> he was super nice. I was wow. I was like, yeah, man, you're very. You were being really cool about this whole. We went to the same thing. high school. What? Me and Brian Shaw. Yeah. Not at the same. Time. Not at the same. Time, I was gonna say, like, how old are you, dude? Um, and and also, um, what else is there going on in my life? Oh, that's it. Just just do that. Uh, Sean, anything to promote? Any shows coming up? Uh, see me at the business every Monday at Little Joy and read my stuff on Yardbarker. Joey. Uh, I'll be at the Nightlight Comedy Show April 24th in the one in Los Angeles, not the one I used to run in Oakland. It's very confusing. But it's a good lineup. It's me, Josh Fadum, Andy Haynes, Erica Rhodes runs it. It's a good show. That, that, uh, that's a good lineup, man. Yeah. And then also, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, uh, where I tweeted today, another incredible day. Life is precious. Don't waste it. Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. I'm coming home. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.